Welcome to Rejuvenating with Dr. Ron Kaiser. This is the podcast designed to help you lead your life enthusiastically today, tomorrow, and every other day. I am your host, Ron Kaiser, positive health psychologist, and also TEDx and keynote speaker and author of the triple award-winning book, Rejuvenating the Art and Science of Growing Older with Enthusiasm. My website is The Mental Health Gym. It's your source of information about all kinds of things related to wellness, positive psychology, my own particular spin on it that I call goal-achieving psychology, rejuvenating, and lots of other positive things. It's also the place where you can communicate with me and even suggest future upcoming guests. So that's ron.kaiser at thementalhealthgym.com. Again, we hope you'll visit the website. Now, as listeners to the podcast know, our goal is to always bring you interesting, informative, entertaining guests who lead their own lives with enthusiasm and with their special expertise can help us to become the best versions of ourselves. That's really the goal, to be able to move forward with our lives with enthusiasm and no matter how old or young we are, to be the best versions of ourselves for as long as we possibly can. And today's guest really exemplifies that and can be a real help to us. Chad Austin is a personal trainer, consistency coach, and best-selling author. In a world that is flooded with promises of instant gratification, shortcuts, quick fixes, and easy buttons, Chad helps his clients stop constantly starting over. I know some of us can really relate to this notion of starting with great intentions, but he helps his clients stop constantly starting over so they can improve their quality of life with long-term fitness success, which is, I think, what we're all aiming at. Chad's clients include busy entrepreneurs, athletes, and celebrities. Whether speaking in front of large groups or delivering live or virtual workshops, attendees always walk away with a plan that they can use immediately. And that's that's enticing. Chad has been a leader in the fitness industry since 2003. He's the owner of Priority Fitness in Overland Park, Kansas, and is also the best-selling and award-winning author of the book series, Make Fitness a Priority. Chad is regularly called upon as a wellness and fitness guest expert for local and national media. He was the host of the talk radio show, Be Fit for Life, and he has been featured on over 30 podcasts, and we're really proud to uh, have him be featured on ours. So, Chad, Welcome to Rejuvenating with Dr. Ron Kaiser. It is a real pleasure to have you with us today. Oh, likewise. Thank you for having me on. Sure. Well, let's let's get started. Uh, there's a lot of things about the introduction that I'm sure listeners want to get into, one of which is kind of in a world full of fitness experts uh, of various types and qualifications and so on. What is there about your approach that that makes you different? Uh, I think uh, 
in fitness, we're uh, outnumbered by the desire for instant gratification. And so one big hurdle all personal trainers like myself have is uh, it's the fight between our client's desire for instant gratification and our desire as fitness professionals for them to get long-term success. And so I think I've been in the, the profession long enough where I've realized really that that is my purpose as a fitness professional is to help people get long-term success and to help steer them away from making decisions that are just going to be temporary success and temporary results. And so it's, it's more about helping people make habit changes and lifestyle changes and everything, but really helping people figure out how fitness fits in their life as life changes so that they can get in a routine and a program that fits them. Um, and so it can stick long-term. Well, how do you promote that? I, I know from <laughs> my own experience and I I've been exercising for a good long time, but, uh, you know, I, I know sometimes it's disappointing that you're doing some things and you don't see the immediate changes either in body shape or weight or whatever your uh, muscle tone or whatever that you're looking for. How do you promote the notion that, hey, this is a lifestyle thing as opposed to a quick fix? Oh, it's, it's, it's not always easy because, I mean, we, we badly want fast results. I mean, I mean, fitness is always the thing that seems like that we're going to get to later. And so we always put it off because uh, the other priorities that we have in our life kind of take the front, you know, whether it comes to our other priorities being our family, our career, you know, our other passions, our faith, things like that. And so anytime a big life change happens, we're easy to adapt when it comes to those priorities. When it comes to our fitness, we're terrible at it. And so our health is always kind of what loses balance. And so then once, once it's time for us and when we've hit our last straw and we're ready to get results, we're just looking for the fastest way possible to do it. And uh, we just kind of get stuck in that yo-yoing roller coaster of getting in, getting in a good routine and falling off of it because it, it's not something that would really stick. And so helping people see the, what their story is, their story is in their pattern of always doing things that aren't going to be going to lead to long-term success, but are just leading to temporary success because it doesn't necessarily fit realistically with what they could maintain or keep doing long-term, uh, helping point out their patterns and, uh, and reminding them what the definition of insanity is, is a, is a good way about that. But then part of my job is to kind of help people realize that when you start with me, you're not, you're not picking up where you left off and you're not doing anything that you did in the past because it worked for you. You're figuring out what's going to work for you now going forward. And it's going to get you long-term success. And so we're, you have to, uh, if it, it's always a rule of thumb to know that if it, if what you do for fitness doesn't fit in your life, it won't be there very long. What you do for fitness has to fit in your life. And so if it's not going to, if it's not something you could do for longer than a couple of weeks, then it's, it's not going to be in your life in six weeks. Yeah, that's, that's really, it's common sense, but really very interesting and uh, probably pretty unusual because I, I know, uh, I think there are a lot of gyms that aren't built that way. In other words, they don't have the equipment to last past the first part of the year uh, in terms of people continuing to work on it. So I know motivation does drop fairly quickly, but if I, I assume then if they do know and or have a plan that really fits into the way that they can fit into their life, uh, that makes tremendous sense. How much time does person need to devote to fitness if they're doing it the right way? 
uh, over the course of a week or how many days or how much and so on. This is one of those questions that everyone has to answer for themselves. And so, I mean, it's, this is one question that, you know, it's different for everybody and, and your answer is going to change as life goes on. So like, I know the so one, one thing, um, I'll just point out something that this time of year, when, um, when people get started, kind of get hung up on, I think can kind of get people trouble. There are a lot of time when we, when we use our, our, our easiest excuse to make, when we say, I don't have time. Most of the time when we say I don't have time, what we really mean is I don't have time to work out like I used to. Because we have this bar in our head of whenever we were in our best shape in our life in the past, whenever we, we probably, and whenever we were in the best shape of our life, that's the bar of as far as how much we should work out and how strict our diet should be. And what we don't factor in is how our life is so different now. And so I know when I was, when I first became a trainer 15 years ago, I was brand new to the city, so I didn't have a, much of a social life yet. I, I was a brand new trainer at the gym, so I was still building my client base. And so I had, I had a lot of time. And so I, I had a lot of free time. And so I worked out like crazy and I was in the best shape of my life. But now, 15 years later, my life's completely different. I'm married now. I not only don't just work at a gym, now I own a gym and I have independent contractors under me. I'm a writer, I'm a speaker, I have all these different responsibilities. So it'd make no sense. I would, there's no way I could work out like I used to. And if I tried to fit that in my life now, it would just ruin the balance of my life for the other things that are important. So not to get off topic, but what happens when we, when we, we have this bar of what fitness should look like for us because we we think of what our life used to look like and we don't factor in that we don't have that same amount of time and our life is different. So you have to first, it's, it's, there's nothing wrong with doing less. Doing less than you did in the past when you were in great shape doesn't mean it's less of a priority now. It just means that your life looks different now. So you have to factor in everything, everything that's important to you. So when I have people set their schedule there's a couple of questions I go through. So first is how does fitness fit in your life right now? And then the second one is how much accountability do you need? And so when how does fitness fit in your life right now? It's just like if you're making your work schedule, you go through and you look at, look at your work schedule, you look at your family schedule, look at all the commitments you have, and you get that out in front of you and you see, okay, where does life fit? Where does fitness fit? And so sometimes for some people, it's three days a week. Some people it's two. It just, it's going to be different answer for everybody. And what about the specific the specifics of fitness? I know when I go to the gym, I see some people who just just do cardio. Some people just lift weights. Uh, I've certainly heard that you need to balance some of these things. And uh, I don't know where where are you with that thinking? Uh, I think for I think for most people, there. I mean, there. This is another one of those things where everybody answers the question differently, and there's really no norm. Um, that's one thing you learn. Definitely. The more clients you face, there's, there's, there's no one size fits all when it comes to what's best. Uh, and so my, my dad, for instance, is 75 and, uh, I, I had to train him. I had to be a trainer for forever before he would let me train him because he had this, this, uh, perception of what personal training meant. And for him, he, when he thought of personal training, he thought that meant bodybuilding. And that's not what, that's not what a working out is for him because his goals are different for him. It's about moving pain-free, be able to do everything he used to be able to do and move in all the different ranges of motion he used to be able to do pain-free and be very mobile and be an active grandpa. But for someone, a client I have that's in their 40s or 50s, 
their goal may be more to, to lose weight or to pack on muscle or something like that. And so it's, it's what you do for fitness is really what you do should resemble what your, what your goals are wanting to be, what you want the outcome to be, but it's different for everybody. Sometimes it's, it's to move better. Sometimes it's to have less back pain or less anxiety, more energy or lose weight. And so it's, it's a different answer for depending on what your goals are. Yeah, makes, makes very good rational sense. How important is, say, formal training or belonging to a gym or so on compared to things that you can kind of do on your own? Oh, I think um, there's really no, uh, really just making sure you have something that fits right for you. And so fitness looks different for everybody. And uh, I think right now, we used to be able to have an excuse. Well, you can still make an excuse, of course, but it used to be able to be an easy excuse that uh, I don't have I don't have a gym nearby to go to, or I don't have money for a gym membership, or I don't have money for equipment. And nowadays, with uh, the internet and YouTube and everything, I mean, there's all fitness levels. You could do a class with no equipment and just in the comfort of your own home on YouTube or on uh, in any kind of online class. And so, I mean, you could do. <laughs> There's really uh, no limit. I mean, if you, I have so many clients that uh, I train online and they don't have any equipment and I have some that I train and have just as much as I do at the studio. And so it, it really, uh, there's no criteria or prerequisite you have to have to be able to work out. It's just uh, making do with what you have and making what you have fit for your needs. Okay. That's good to hear. I'm wondering if, there's a bit of a digression in terms of you personally, were you always into fitness or how, how did you become who you are now? Uh, well, I think I've always been into fitness. And so I think it's, it's, I was a college athlete and I always worked out. And so the strength part and the physical part, that was always part of me. But I think uh, what's been interesting over the years, uh, especially as I've uh, went from being a personal trainer who focuses just one-on-one -on -one with people to then more of a speaker and someone who's trying to motivate as many people as I can. Fitness has become more important to me for all the internal things it does for me, as far as it, it gives me energy, it controls my anxiety, it relieves my stress, um, helps me sleep better, those kind of things. And so I definitely was uh, drawn to fitness because uh, I was someone who um, was naturally good at working out and gaining muscle, but I definitely was, uh, the, I'm drawn to fitness more now because of what it does for me mentally. So I like to try to help everyone else realize those kind of perks that you'll get from fitness that they're, they're taking for granted. Yeah. That's really, really important to hear because, you know, for a lot of people, the motivation should come from things other than just fitness for its own self because other otherwise it probably is easier to to give up on it and say well this is this is hard or i don't have time but if it's really helping your overall health aside from what it's doing that hour that you spend working out or half hour or whatever time it is and that really makes a whole lot of sense i'm going to ask you about some specific groups of clients and any particular things to uh, that, that you may focus on in, in that regard. Uh, first of all, I, it's no secret that we're going through kind of an obesity epidemic. And, uh, you know, I think how people got to that point is, is a subject for another time. But if somebody is overweight or obese, what can they do about it? Uh, 
is it more challenging to start? Is it something that depends on their background? Is uh, does it depend how overweight or you know? I'm sure that there are a lot of overweight people who wish that they hadn't gotten to that point. And you know, I'm not trying to do uh, body shaming or stuff like that. But but there are a lot who wish they could have a do over. Can they? And and if so, how? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, when you have a, a big weight loss goal, I mean, sometimes uh, uh, there's a saying for in the gym, it's just like the, the heaviest weight in the gym is the front door. Right. And so, and I think for most people that is true. So when you, when you have a big weight loss goal, um, it's much like training for a marathon. I mean, it just seems like the finish line is so far away. And so sometimes just getting started is so hard. I think just understanding that, I mean, it may be a long road ahead of you, but it may be your, you may be the reason that you're there, but you may be the problem, but you're also the solution. And so that's an important thing to know that you, you may be the, you, the actions you took may have got you to the, where you are now, but you are also the solution and you have, you have all the, the, everything you need to help fix this problem you have. And just know it's, it's just taken one step at a time. I would uh, advise you know, don't try to do it on your own. Reach out to someone that can help you. A fitness professional uh, can just help you start making changes. It, it can be overwhelming because it's it's like anything, anyone that's trying to take on anything big, whether it be a weight loss goal or just uh, anything with uh, in life and business. You know, it's if you try to eat the whole elephant once, you're not going to get anywhere, right? You have to just one step at a time, one, one bite at a time. And so just making, starting with little changes and getting consistent with those changes. And, and anyone can do it. People who have never ran before uh, learn how to run a marathon. People who have never worked out before learn how to lose a hundred pounds all the time. And so anyone can do it. It's just, and just know that uh, it may, you may be the reason that you're in the position you're in. You're also the answer. You have all the solution. You are the solution. You have all the answers you need. You have all the tools you need yourself already to do it. So just, uh, take one, one first step, open the door, uh, reach out to someone and get started. Yeah, great advice. And certainly if you're the solution, that's a lot easier than having to depend on somebody externally to you, uh, to provide the solution. So, yeah, I, I would actually add on to that too. I think, uh, one big thing I do as a, as a trainer, one thing I've learned when someone comes to a personal trainer, I've just learned over time, they come to me in a little bit of a desperation a lot of times because they, 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 what I mean by that is that they've already tried and failed many times on their own. And so if they're being honest with themselves, they may not actually believe they can reach their result, their results. They're, they're thinking, well, I'll, I'll try this. It probably won't work because nothing else has, or I'll, I'll give this a shot, but I'll probably eventually fail because I always do. And if that's your mindset, when you start, then you're not going to be successful. So you first thing you have to do is rewrite that story, because if you're if the story in your head is that you can't do it, then it's, it's a fictional story. The past doesn't have to predict the future. It just starts with you believing that it can happen. And so that's the first thing I would recommend. You start by opening the door and taking taking that first step to get started. But it's also an attitude adjustment, because eventually what you're doing when you're having a big goal like that, when it'd be changing whether if you're obese and it's going to be a big weight loss goal, what you're really going through is an identity change. You're going to become that person that is skinnier, that is that is healthy, and that is not overweight. And so it's just it's, it's so it's a long process, but you can do it. But it's it's a lot of it is going to be in in your head. A lot of it's going to be up to you changing that mindset that says you can't do it. 
which is, I guess, one of the reasons that people do fail to follow through is the fact that they don't start out with kind of the, the assumption or the visualization that they're going to be able to achieve it. Uh, mm-hmm. And so this is this is important to know it's not going to happen overnight. But if you know it's going to happen, it's just like when we went to college, I mean, there was no guarantee there would be a job at the end of the line or that we would even get the degree. But that didn't mean that it wasn't worth starting as a freshman and moving forward. Uh, Another group, several uh, of our listeners, uh, actually pretty close to half, are in the older age ranges, some of whom may have a history of working out, some of whom don't. Uh, Many of my peers, though, have stopped working uh, in terms of paid employment, have the time, but maybe a little uh, hesitant, both in terms of some aches and pains or other conditions that they bring into the situation, but they want to do better. How should they start and what, what special advice do you have for them? Well, there's a saying that I believe to be true, and that's that you don't stop working out when you get older. You get older when you stop working out. I think that is a there's a lot of truth to that statement. And just know that working out in your 70s doesn't have to and it shouldn't look like it did when you were in your 30s. And so your it's your goals change as your life changes. And you have to adapt to that. Your goals change and what you need from your fitness routine changes. And so you have to adapt to that. And so it may be more about your energy, maybe more about your mobility, making sure that you can keep your range of motion and you can move freely in all directions without pain, Uh, maybe about uh, back pain or or neck pain. And so maybe core exercises or correcting imbalances, things like that. And so just know that it, it's going to look different now than it did in other parts of your life because your life is different now. But just know that it, you, you should never stop working out. And so there, there is, no, there, I believe that everybody, fitness, exercise, and nutrition helps everybody at every age. And you're doing yourself a disservice at every age if you don't do it. It just, it, it doesn't, have, it looks different as you go through life and as your life changes. And so just start with uh, what do you, what are your goals? What do I want to get out of this? And, uh, and go from there. Sounds like so much really starts with the mindset. And uh, if you can get that squared away, some of the, the rest of the stuff follows. Uh, you mentioned the uh, term that I wanted to ask you about, and that's nutrition. Is I know the simple thing that if you uh, take in more than you work out, it's not going to result in, in weight loss. And I know that at the same time, that, you know, you need a certain amount of certain types of nutrition that uh, to enable you to maximize your potential fitness. Any, uh, I know I'm not asking a certified dietitian or anything, but are there some general principles that we should kind of keep in mind, either in terms of what goes into our body or when it should go in in relation to working out and so on? Yeah, well, I would, in order to lose weight, you have to eat less than you have to burn more calories than you take in. Right. And so everyone knows that that's why we count calories. Uh, but on top of that, it's also very important, the quality of what you eat. And so not just the quantity. And, and so one way we make sure we have good quality is that we eat real food. 
And so you want to cut out as much processed food as you can. And so it's easy when you go to the grocery store to know the processed food is basically the stuff in the middle of the store. So, I mean, and looking at the ingredient list. So if you look at the ingredient list of real food, there's not very many ingredients on there because it's, it's what you see, what you get like a, a potato or an egg. Um, you look at an egg, there's not an ingredient list on it because it, it's an egg. It hasn't been messed with. And so you want to stick with foods like around the outside of the perimeter of the, of the grocery store, fruits, vegetables, uh, dairy products, meat products, you know, all, all those foods that have not been messed with a lot and avoid, avoid getting the majority of your food from the middle that is, has an ingredient list that's a mile long. There's one good rule of thumb. If it takes longer to read the ingredient list than it does to eat the product, then stay away from it. <laughs> <laughs> Hadn't heard that before, but that sounds like great <laughs> advice. And I know there's some, sometimes you look at the ingredient list and can't, never heard of the word, can't pronounce it. Uh, yeah. So you <laughs> don't even know whether it's good or bad because uh, it's not something you can understand. Yeah. I think half those words mean sugar anyway. So. <laughs> yeah. Which I guess is one of the major culprits we have. <laughs> There's one final group that I wanted to ask you about. And uh, some of the people listening in are parents of kids who, uh, I mean, for, for many, many kids, I mean, play and sports and so on is, uh, is real activity that, that they do as a regular part of the day. I know that's true for my my grandchildren, there are obvious competitions now with cell phones, computers, uh, video games, lots of stuff like that. So if somebody is a parent of a, of a growing child, you want to instill a fitness habit in them. What I'm sure there are some wrong ways of doing it, but what's the right way? Uh, well, I think I think. That's probably uh, another one of those questions that there's there's many right answers to. But uh, I, I think um, one thing, just leading by an example, I don't have I don't have kids yet. I have nephews, and uh, I mean we're working on starting a family, me and my wife right now. But uh, as a teacher and as a coach in the past, I know uh, the example you set, making sure that if you're if your kids see you as someone who is, uh, like I like to say, uh, make fitness a priority hero or, uh, someone who always gets their workout in, always sticks to their meal plan, always, always makes fitness a priority, even though they have all these other priorities in their life and understand that fitness is the vehicle that makes their life better. Leading by that example is, I think is the first step is that's the best thing you can do as a, for your kids, for your students, for your, for anyone that looks up to you is to, uh, is to set that example that fitness is important to you and it makes your life better. And so that's why you're going to make sure it's a priority in your life, but any kind of activity that you can do as a family, I think, uh, is, is important, whether it just be going for walks or whether it be, um, competing in, in sports or any, any activity, any activity that you can be a part of as a kid, I think is important. Okay, great advice. Just like we've been hearing all through this podcast. <coughs> and I know you've got tons of advice, including some things that you can offer to our listeners. So, and I've just, you know, I was a little overwhelmed just going to your website and seeing, you know, all the things that, that you've done, all the things that, that you offer to others. So I'm wondering, I did mention 
your book at the beginning, but we haven't heard much about it. And so I'm wondering if you can tell us a little bit about that. Some of the other things that uh, people can can get from you. Yes, my book, I have a best-selling book, Make Fitness a Priority. It's a book series, actually. It started with uh, How to Win the Fight Against Your Excuses, and then became a six-week workbook. And then we have another book that we wrote at the beginning of the pandemic. It uh, has 30 fitness tips in it that just uh, designed to just go through one tip a day, one tip a week. So you're not trying to do everything at once. Uh, but all these are great guides to help you if you're trying to make fitness a long-term part of your life and figure out how fitness fits in your life. Um, but if you go to, if you like the, some of the answers and some of the interview you heard today and you want more, go to beatyourexcuses.com. Uh, and from there, you can get a free copy of my first book. So that's something I always try to give away anytime I speak. Uh, so I only get uh, a half hour with you here. But if, if I love, I love helping people make fitness a priority in their life. So don't hesitate to go and get the book and uh, reach out if you have any questions. And you can find me at Make Fitness a Priority on all social media platforms. Just Make Fitness a Priority. But again, uh, BeatYourExcuses.com. That's where you go to get your free copy of my book. And just in terms of if, if somebody wants to work with you, do they have to be in Kansas or do you do things online or what else do you have to offer besides the book and how can people be in touch with you about it? Yep. I do do virtual training and uh, yeah, just definitely uh, something that we've gotten good at over the last uh, year and a half or so, but uh, Chad at chadaustinfitness.com for any questions or working with me. Uh, makefitnessapriority.com. You can find me on there too. But that's uh, I, I do work with people all over the world and I have uh, uh, programs that people can do also. Okay, wonderful. Chad, it's been really enlightening, informative, uh, and most of all, helpful for those of us who want to continue to live the best quality of life that we can, live it with enthusiasm. And obviously, one of the cornerstones of that is to be physically fit and uh, able to really enjoy the range of things that are available to us throughout life. And so I really want to thank you very much for being our guest today, for sharing so much of your knowledge and so much yourself for our listeners. I will be including all the contact information in our show notes, and I really, really encourage those listening to take advantage of the free stuff that you have to offer, as well as, you know, if you're in a position to get the training from Chad, that's a real, really good option. Uh, again, many of us have been more limited than we, we may want to be during the pandemic, and not be staying fit, it should really not be an option because there are there are ways of dealing with that. So again, thanks very much, Chad. And I hope that listeners will subscribe to the podcast, download this episode, rate it, tell your friends about it, and be back next week for another interesting guest. And uh, hope that you will be visiting next time. Next week, we'll have another interesting guest to help us become the best versions of ourselves we can. In the meantime, please visit the Mental Health Gym website, 
Think positively if you haven't uh, ordered your copy of Rejuvenating the Art and Science of Growing Older with Enthusiasm. I hope you'll do that too. And most importantly, become the best version of yourself by living your life with enthusiasm. And finally, although I've been saying this much longer than I had hoped to, uh, we're still in the pandemic, so stay safe out there. Want to see you back next week. Take care. This has been Dr. Ron Kaiser signing off. Have a real good week and stay fit.